0: Hey everyone, how are you doing today? Today we have a really exciting video, and it's a really exciting time actually. As you know, one of the things that I started the channel off on were bringing the Vader comics to life. They're my favorite comics to bring to life, whether it's old Dark Horse Legends ones or the new Marvel canon ones. I really enjoy bringing these to life and just covering them. During this sorrow and despair, he was hit with a paralyzing fire that bore so deep into his bones, he could feel the molecular structure of his cells incinerating to char. As he howled in pain, thinking the death of his final son was the worst pain in the galaxy, he finally understood the last thing he did not possess. Your reign is over, (laughs) Headmaster. Once the Vader comics finished last year in 2019, I was a bit bummed out because, well, that was it. But now, we have started again. With the brand new Star Wars Darth Vader issue number one, taking place right after the Empire Strikes Back. So, today's episode is going to cover exactly what happened once Luke fell down the shaft of Cloud City. Dark Heart of the Sith, Part 1. Darth Vader failed to turn Luke Skywalker to the dark side. Luke escaped, but now knows the truth. He is Darth Vader's son. For the first time in many years, Darth Vader's path is uncertain. So the first page of the comic goes over Vader's memories of what just went down. Him fighting Luke on Bespin. Where we see he's thinking, power, strength, you are my son, pain, fear, this is what you need. Then we go over the iconic lines, Luke, you can destroy the Emperor. He has foreseen this. It is your destiny. Where Luke declines his father's invitation to the dark side and leaps to his supposed death. Where Vader sees this as a very strong move and says, so strong, but so weak. Luke blasts off in the Millennium Falcon, and Vader is talking to Admiral Piette, where he leaves to his shuttle with Death Troopers. Now, this is really cool. It shows that the Death Troopers were around during Episode 5, but of course, we never saw them in the films because they probably had never been created yet. But in canon, it's cool that they were supporting Vader and kind of like the 501st almost in a sense, but escorting him wherever he needed to go. Now, among the Death Troopers, Vader also has another companion. It's the droid Z-67, trained in all aspects of data retrieval, collection, and analysis, reporting for service. Now, I'm gonna say this comic issue is really cool because we get to visit so many different planets that we have seen in the prequels, and I'm really happy they're doing this because it just ties everything really nicely together, and it's about time that we see some of these planets and the places that Vader's about to go. As Admiral Piet speaks to Grand Vizier, the Emperor is requesting Lord Vader immediately make contact when Piet looks out the window and sees that Vader's actually blasting off in his shuttle. Lord Vader is currently unavailable. Is he now? (laughs) As Vader tinkers about with droid Z-67, he basically rewires him so that if anyone asks him, you know, where he went on this mission, that the droid would self-destruct. And then the story really begins. The droid asks him to tell him everything. Vader said Skywalker. Ah, yes, Luke, the pilot who destroyed the Death Star. He has disappeared without a trace, I'm afraid. I will find him again when the time is right. For now, we will track down everyone who hid the boy from me. Everyone who made him weak and destroyed him. Perfect, then I imagine the best place to start is wherever the boy was first seen. And this is where we go to our first planet, Tatooine. As Vader is entering the atmosphere of Tatooine, we get some smugglers that see his ship and notice that he's alone. Only four life forms are aboard, and they decide to follow him to kill him and take all the loot. As Vader lands, one of the Empire's men greets him and says, It is my distinct pleasure and great honor to welcome you to Tatooine. I am Lieutenant Ardo Banch, and if I can be of any assistance at all in whatever mission, you. The Death Troopers cut him off, Vader ignores him, and continues on, to Shmi's old home. Telling the Death Troopers to patrol the perimeter, he enters the Lars homestead. And this is where we start to get these flashbacks of Anakin Skywalker, and Vader's remembering all of these things, where even goes as far back as when he was a little kid, and he was leaving his mother for the last time with Qui-Gon. Then we flash-forwards to Episode 2, where Anakin's going to look for his mother, and Owen Lars tells him, Hey, where are you going? And he says to find my mother. The droid tells Vader at some point, Owen and Beru adopted a child named Luke Skywalker, and there's little information about him, but he was known for his affinity of flying. Now this room here, before I even saw it, reminded me of when Anakin had just killed the Tusken Raiders and was tinkering with some things until Padme came with blue milk, where Vader starts touching around the same areas and playing with the tools as he reminisces that exact point in time in his life, which was the first real time where he entered the dark side. Life seems so much simpler when you're fixing things. The droid tells him that Tusken Raiders have taken over the home and they've kind of smashed things to bits here. The records indicate generations of animosity between moisture farmers and Tuscans. Shmi was killed by Tuscans, and a village of Tuscans was massacred shortly thereafter. Where Vader starts to see more visions from before, saying, you know, they're like animals, and I slaughtered them like animals, I hate them. Now this part is really cool how they tied everything together because it shows Yoda saying, Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering, and Padme says, come away with me. Help raise our child, leave everything else behind while we still can. Anakin tries to reassure her by saying he's more powerful than the Chancellor, and that they can rule the game Galaxy together. Flash forward to him trying to turn Luke to the dark side. Come with me, it is the only way. Padme freaking out, I don't believe what I'm hearing. And then we get a really terrible scene for Vader. You can kind of just see how much his life is just this perfect tragedy. As Luke falls reaching for him, Shmi falls, his mother reaching for him, and Padme falls. He's lost literally everyone in his entire life that has ever been important and it is all his fault. So, they took the boy in, and made him weak. Vader ignites his saber in anger when the droid finds the graves of Shmi and Klieg Lars. Vader gets angry and sends out a forced push in all directions. I wasn't strong enough to save you, Mom, but I promise I won't fail again. Now while Vader is reminiscing about his past, which is a very sensitive moment, he's already steamed and angry more than usual. The same smugglers from outside that were trying to kill his entire fleet, and all four people inside of his ship, come to destroy him. When of course Vader walks through the fire that they've created, he uses the force to pull down their ship from the sky, which I think was such a cool scene. And I'm so happy that they added it. ...thrusts his lightsaber through their ship, cutting it in half, and then picks them off one by one. You don't know the power of the dark side. Just when you think the story is done, it really just starts to pick up. The droid asks, are we done then? No, droid. We have just begun. And where do we go back to Coruscant? Back to Padme's apartment. The droid freaks out and says, you know, there's no entrance. Perhaps we should contact the local, well, and then, of course, there uses the force to break open Padme's face, which is kind of a metaphor for the fact that he's broken her, which is exactly what he did. He broke her heart, and that's what she died from. He enters her apartment, and the droid says, The apartment of Senator Padme Amidala. Sealed since her death, but I remain confused. Why are we... She was the mother. The mother. Skywalker's mother. Ah, yes. This makes sense, searching my databank now. A Jedi named Skywalker frequently served as her personal guard. Anakin Skywalker. They must have become... Friendly. Vader then says only her most trusted allies would have known about the children, and would have been responsible for taking Luke somewhere. So this whole comic is pretty much Vader going back to the points where he could link where Luke was taken by certain friends of the Republic. When, of course, they finally find a scout transmitter. Don't worry, little friend. We just want to know whom you're reporting to. When, of course, we go to the next scene on Vendaxa, and it's Jar Jar, the Sith Lord. Excuse me! No, I'm just kidding. It's another Gungan. Completely equipped with blasters, holsters, bombs, and sporting some new gauntlets. Vader goes to Vendaxa, kills the beasts, until he looks and sees Padme. And says, Padme. Which, of course, it's not Padme, but it just looks like her, so I'm wondering who could it be. Could it be Padme's sister, possibly? Or someone else that was close to her? Maybe one of her protectors when she was queen? And that's it for this comic. I'm really happy they're back and making Vader comics again. I think they really understand Vader's story and his arc. I think Matt Martin does a really good job, who is the head of the story group for Lucasfilm. He does a really great job with knowing where Vader's character should go. I think he has a really good sense of what George won because he was, well, working with George since I think it was 2006 or so. Can't wait for the next issue. Hope you guys will stay tuned. Have an awesome rest of your day and throw a like on this video if you enjoyed the breakdown. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you always.